Welcome to the Outer Banks of North Carolina. I'm Chef West Step, and I'll be your host for Outer Banks Raw, a brand new podcast coming from the Outer Banks. We're going to be talking about food, fitness, lifestyle, you name it, that Outer Banks state of mind that y'all love so much. You want to plug in? Tune in here. This podcast is brought to you by NC Coast Grill and Bar in Duck, North Carolina. NC Coast Grill and Bar celebrates the flavors of the coastal south while bringing in cross-cultural and global influences to the Outer Banks. Hey everybody, this is Chef Westep and this is Outer Banks Raw. We're uh, coming out of Duck, North Carolina today and we're continuing on with our um, series we've been doing on pretty much overall health and fitness. Today we have very fortunate to have a couple real true fitness professionals from down here on the Outer Banks, Mario and Kate. And they own Next Level Fitness, which is right there across the bridge in Curry Tuck. Uh, they do all personal training. Uh, Mario, Kate, how y'all doing today? We're doing great. Great. How are you? I'm doing great. Welcome to the show. Thank, Thank you. you. So tell me a little bit about your business, what you guys are doing. Well, we are um, strictly one-on-one personal training uh, service. We provide nutritional service as well. Uh, we're a pretty big facility. We uh, occupy about 5,000 square feet, a little bit, uh, give or take. We have all the equipment you see in a regular gym. We like to call ourselves an evidence-based training facility or training studio. Uh, studio is not the right word, probably, because we're on the larger facility. side yeah, than anything I've seen, actually, uh, mostly on the East Coast. We love what we do. We have a great passion for fitness. We live the lifestyle. We have a great following. We are very grateful. We have transformed the lives of many individuals uh, in wide demographic range, and uh, we hope we can share some knowledge and, and help some people start on the journey or improve their fitness journey. I tell you what, I saw, I went over and, and toured your facility, uh, what was it, last week or something yes. like that? Oh my God, that place is, it's the bomb. I mean, just everything, all the equipment, everything. I mean, if you're a guy like me that likes to lift weights and do that kind of stuff, it's it's like heaven. Well, the other nice thing about our facility is we it is like a big gym. We have yeah. all the equipment, but some people are intimidated to go into a big gym when they're not real knowledgeable or they like the not don't like to have an audience. Right. So when you're one on one with somebody, or there might be another client or two in there with our other trainers, it, it's more of a comfort level and to make them more confident to go when they want to to a regular gym and work out. The thing to touch on on the private part is that we are a goal oriented service, and uh, I often use the analogy with financial planning. And that touches on the financial part that you were talking about, spend a little bit more. We are goal-oriented. We are going to help you get to your goal. We're going to be there. And sustainability and balance in your lifestyle or ability to maintain that healthy lifestyle once you achieve it is big for us. We thrive on making the general population achieve their goals. Uh, we love athletes. We love higher-end athletes, whether it's sports or just bodybuilding. But of course, we have most interest in the general population. And uh, that is what our passion is about. And that's why we wanted to be exclusive like that. And a big part of it for us specifically that it's good is that once you step in, it's not a regular membership gym. When you open the door, it means that people already have decided they want help. So on that side, that helps us a little bit. But we do help all kinds of people. Like you said, you see people at Hammerheads, at the sports club, at the Y. We have people coming from Elizabeth City, from Menu, from Roanoke Island Lab. We try to make it affordable for everybody. We are very knowledgeable about what we do, but we help. Of course, people train mostly exclusively with us. We recommend training one-on-one -on -one because we're big on form, we're big on safety, on the essentials of strength training and nutrition because they're just crucial 
towards most people's fitness goal, which is fat loss and uh, our overall health, not just certain absolute strength. But yes, that's what we're after. And we tell people most of the time, we're gonna end that topic with that, that within two years, they'll learn about 80% of what we know at the time, of course, that grows with time. After that, our clients come for motivation and accountability, which is very, very, very important, whether you do and something sustainability. Yes. I mean, basically you guys are teaching sustainability because this is not a, you know, a transformation type, like, okay, three months, we're going to get up on the bodybuilding stage. This is a lifetime transformation. And, you know, with people I find, and with myself, okay, because I'm, I always want all of it right now. Right. I was always Every looking. Does. <laughs> me and you talked about this too, Mario. I was always looking for the secret handshake, you know, the right pill, the right diet, the perfect amount of, you know, whatever, the least amount possible and to get where I wanted to be. And then I'd lose motivation and I'd be back on my back again. That's why it's always important to have a goal. You yes. reach your goal, you got to set another goal because that's what motivates you and that's what helps set a plan to get to your goal. Anything is a start. That would right. bring us to, for example, why why Kate became a big help in me creating Next Level Fitness and Nutrition. She was one of the few clients that I've had, and I'm not denying that, you know, some people just will, no matter how much you try, they just are not open. It's it's a mental thing. Right. It's not just a physiological thing. You, you try to help. I'm happy over the years I've gotten not content, but um, satisfied enough to be able to, to help in any aspect I can. But with her, it was one goal. It was a small goal. And then we achieved it. And then I got the question, what's next? And right. then we achieved it. And there was another one. So it wasn't just like, hey, let's let's just do a show. I want to be a figure professional competitor. It was incremental. It was incremental, yeah. You know, it's just like anything in your life. When you start putting your focus on it, you grow in it. Mario, you're for originally from... I'm Bulgarian. Bulgarian. And you've been down here on the Outer Banks? I've been down here about 18 years already. Yeah. You love it down here? I love it. He's I would an not, American. Yeah, I would not trade it for the world. Yes. I'm more American than Bulgarian, honestly. I tell you what, man. And you're a great addition to the Outer Banks. And, and what did you do when you first came down here? I was coming in with the summer programs. I have a master's in economics, but I liked athletics. And then once I stayed, I decided to pursue uh, fitness and health and the way I always wanted. And I kind of dug into it more academically and then dabbed into powerlifting, a little bit of bodybuilding. I was always okay with sports, nothing, nothing, nothing crazy, a little bit of martial arts, track running. But I really found a passion for uh, fitness and nutrition as it was growing along with social media, along with all the new uh, PhDs that were coming up, uh, with the youth and the knowledge that was poured into the industry. Of course, with the mass communication uh, improvement of technology, but uh, we got certified. We're bodybuilding judges. We used to go, uh, I would go to Arnold Classic every year. I used yeah. to go to Olympia. So I really beat it, beat it by the by, by the head, like we say back home. And, uh, and I really wanted to become the best at it. And I was just fascinated how much more science was around it and how science, because I'm a big, I'm a big science geek. Yeah. I believe in evidence-based stuff. Uh, I'm an evolutionist. So that really opened, opened my, my desire to learn and uh, improve uh, people's life, lives. And I guess my mom was a teacher. I always liked passing along knowledge to people. And that's how we, it went along. Thank I really love it. I really love it. I love it more than actually improving my own health. I tell you what, God bless America, <laughs> because you know what? We can follow our passions. You know, you're shining Best right now. I've you're, doing great, <laughs> you're doing awesome. Now, Kate, you've been down here for a good while. Almost 31 years. 31 years. Okay. And I've known you for a long time. Yes. And you didn't start this game and, or well, really getting into the serious fitness stuff until you were like, how old? I was 39. Gotcha. I've always been active. I was an athlete in high school. I was an athlete in college. I'm an avid equestrian. 
always active, and I couldn't throw a bag, a 40-pound bag of dog food up on the shelf one day, and it right. made me mad. And I saw a friend in the grocery who'd been training with Mario, just gotten back from Greece, was tan. She looked great. I said, what have you been doing? She told me. I went straight over and signed up and started training with him. And then, then it just evolved again. The goal evolved, and here we are now. And so you were 39 when you started this. Mm-hmm. The goals evolved, and now you're... 52. 52. And look amazing and feel amazing and um, probably wouldn't give it up for anything, right? You know, once people get hooked, they want to, they will schedule their vacations around their training time. They will schedule events around and I can relate to that because I kind of the same way. For me, I always say, okay, I'm going to take a vacation. I'm not going to work. I'm not going to work out and everything. But when I work out, everything on vacation gets better. You know what I mean? It's like, I feel better. It's like, oh, wow, the sunrise is prettier and all of that kind of stuff. The feeling of accomplishment is there. Yeah. And it's like, when I miss, you know, it's not like my body's deteriorating for missing a week, but I'm missing something on the inside. You've made the habit. That discipline. And and anyway, that freedom that we get from doing this stuff. Discipline is freedom. You you named it yourself. We have it as a, we have all these funny stickers in our, in our changing rooms. And one, that's one of them. We just love that. And that is, that is a big thing the balance that we teach with people that's why they will schedule it and then like i've touched that when we kind of chatted with you last week that's the the great thing that people don't realize about strength training and in general about the human physiology in terms of aesthetics and health achievement better aesthetics and better health a lot of people think it's an it's an athletic goal we, we're very confused from sports from coming from the past you know from from running i won't even touch on running but uh people think that it's a skill athletic skill, kind of like golf, kind of like basketball or swimming. You have to be five, six hours in the gym. You were taught all the time, you must be living in the gym. It cannot be further from the truth. Most of our clients train three times a week. We have great physiques with two times a week. That is two hours, three hours. And that is not a billing uh, measurement. The one hour just is just a, a hormonal peak. So you should not be spending more than an hour in the gym. You're just stimulating tissue. You break it down, you're repairing after that. But with two, three hours, four hours stops a week compared to any other sport, the body will just give back yes. because that's the most natural thing and the metabolic rate would increase. And over time, the results will follow provided that you are okay with your nutritional choices or you're improving with them. But that's what people love, I think, also about us. And that's why they, they start managing their life like you are on when you're on vacation around it because they're like, hey, I'm doing what they tell me in the beginning. I'm just trusting. But then it actually works. And all I got to do is do this couple of things a week and this couple of choices that I have to do every day and they're kind of leaning onto their habits. We love that word. You will lean on onto the habits, the healthy habits, and then they just end up seeing results and they build a lifestyle around it. And it's doable everywhere. It's not an all or nothing thing. That's such a elusive thing of the human mind. You only need X amount of time in the gym. Now, someone look at you, Kate, or you, Mario, and they're going to go, well, they work in the gym. They're trainers. Oh, I hear that all the time. You must work out four or five hours a day. I don't have time to work out four or five hours a day. Nobody does. Or you must do lots of cardio. No, actually, I don't eat And even the people that do, they're overdoing it, and most of them are actually getting less return for their investment. Just so many people that go into the gym and they're just kind of like doing whatever they did in high school or something, you know, with the tr- with the coach or something. And it's like I was talking to one guy and he said, well, I said, what were you actually doing in the gym exercise wise? Brand new to the game. He's right. 62 or something like that years old. And he was like, well, I did some presses and then I did some, you know, the back things and then back to some other presses. I'm like, OK, so you had a chest workout three days this week, you know, and I don't see any results yet. Mm-hmm. 
And um, But I'm like, you don't have a plan. The three pillars of healthy uh, physique are training, nutrition, and recovery. I tell people all the time, the person that's on the wall, in the magazine, or your friend that looks better, there's no, in the natural world, of course, there is no other aspect or another element they either do one or all of them in a combination better they either train better than you their nutrition is better than you or their recovery is better than you You can have either of them you can train all you want and eat well if you don't sleep and you don't recover you're not going to have the physique that you want or desire if you don't train at all or improperly or you overtrain and you eat great and you rest great you're not going to have the physique you desire if you train good and you eat great I would say that, but if you don't sleep, so either of them, if your nutrition is poor, but if you train and sleep again, you're not going to have them. So you got to have those three pillars more or less overall balanced. And we're big proponents in it. We are strength training studio, but we tell people right off the bat, we have a, a series of, of parkues and questionnaires. We have a huge welcoming packet and we do a, a lengthy orientation with people before actually a- Set foot in the gym. Yes, before they set foot in the gym. We want to make sure they're there in their life because- Stress factors and life factors are also very important. Not only lack of knowledge, we want to make sure that we're also upfront with them. We are a business, but we're not trying to sell them on anything. We don't push supplements. We don't push any fat diets. I'm not going to promise them anything. We just tell them nutrition is a huge part of it. If you have especially a goal of fat loss, and most of the people say weight loss, we can chat on that also about fat loss. But we are upfront with them about that. You have to have more or less a certain balance over time. And the people that are okay with it, we, sometimes we have people that are like, I wanna eat what I want, but I still enjoy training. I enjoy the entrances of it. I enjoy the injury prevention. My shoulder doesn't hurt anymore. We're okay with that. But if you come with a goal and you're like, I wanna have a six pack or I want X amount. Again, first, if it's an unrealistic goal, we're gonna put them down to earth and be like, that is not something that is going to happen right away. Then right. the timeline, like you said, we love to hear people like, I don't have a timeline because very often we have people, I have a reunion, I have a wedding, I, have a, I want to do a photo shoot, right. I want to do something for my wife, my husband. We're okay with that. Timelines are okay, but generally we want people to kind of lean into it. So yeah, once that happens, we want people to be, we tell them all the time, we want you guys to come. We want to be your uh, big help and your coaches, but we want you to have the tools to achieve the physique that you want to maintain. And so if you walk in a gym elsewhere, you're comfortable. If you stop coming for whatever reason, life, stress, disease, anything, change of residence, we want you to be able to continue that journey. It's a big, big, big thing for us. And it always gives back because we're not we're not after the profit. One thing you said right there is um, weight loss against fat loss. And that, I think if you touched on that real quick, because I mean, 90% of the people that don't, you know, that are just like thinking they're going, I want to just lose like 20 pounds right. or 10 pounds or right. something. And there's a difference between losing weight and right. fat loss. Right. And really, I think what they're trying to do is lose fat, but they don't quite qualify. I think most it. people just like to get a number in their head on the scale, people right. who aren't educated. So sure, you can, you know, go on the cabbage soup diet. Yes, you're going to lose weight from that because you're not in a calorie deficit and you'll lose weight, but it's like crash diets. You undereat, you undereat, you undereat, you lose a lot of weight, but they're not sustainable because your body needs more than that. So what right. happens when you're tired of that? You gain it all back and then some. We go with the after after. And then it doesn't work again. It doesn't so, work again. That's the, yes. People forget that the biggest loser, for example, we can plug that in was a big, big, big controversy when it turned out that the people 
regained almost all their weight. Two thirds of the people regained their weight or more within the first one year. And that's what most of the diets do because they were on a sub 500 calorie diet and their hormones went down the drain. You have ghrelin, you have leptin, you have testosterone, you have the uh, estrogen, you have all the female hormones. So their body went out of whack. And after that, even on controlled intake, they couldn't sustain their weight loss achieved anymore. And it's very Undereating is just as bad as overeating. That's another thing we can talk about all day long. Right. But back to fat loss versus weight loss, like Kate said, most of the people don't realize that they actually want the, their weight loss to be from adipose tissue or from fat loss. The muscle, and again, we can touch on, on muscle here. I told you a little bit about that the last time we spoke. It's used in, with a very negative connotation. We got to change the world's perception about muscle. The muscle is the primary driver of the human metabolism. It's the most active tissue in the human body. It will consume most of the calories. It contains mostly water. It is detrimental as we age, especially to keep us young, to keep us healthy, not only to look good naked, but it also helps our joints and drives, like I said, again, our metabolic rate, our basal metabolic rate. That is most of the calories that we burn throughout the day. What we work out and what we move in terms of representation of calories, it's not nearly close to what our basal metabolic rate is. And the more we strength train, that is where strength training is crucial. Like anybody can train chest or legs or that, no matter what their goal is, but strength training in general, the big moves, the big seven moves that we are proponents of are so important because they stimulate uh, lean muscle mass synthesis over time. And that will keep your metabolic rate high and will allow you to have the physique that you want, be energetic, sleep better, and pretty much reverse aging, if we can say it that way. Yes. Uh, while fat loss would not, uh, while well, uh, weight loss in general is mostly water loss, you want to achieve right. a lot. That's what cardiovascular activity does. That's what crash diets do. That's why cutting off carbohydrates that, that's a lot of people don't realize. Carbs are su such a negative, uh, have such a negative fame, and it, it cannot be, again, further away from the, from the truth. If you cut carbs, let's say, for example, simple example, your muscle tissue, it's like a one big grape. So if you cut carbohydrates, each gram of carbohydrates drives on average about three grams of, of water in, into your muscle cells, drives them in. You know, you've been, yeah. you've done a bodybuilding show. So when you cut out carbs, suddenly your muscle cell goes from looking like a grape to looking like a raisin. That is again, it's not the general population's fault. In wrestling, in martial arts, those techniques are used for crazy water manipulation right. so that people appear very light, a weigh-in, and then 24 hours later, they're at a much higher weight. So, but that is again with an athletic goal or with a competitive athletic goal. In a regular general population, that doesn't work. It's just water modulation. Anybody, like Kate said, can drop water right. weight up and down. It's first of all, it's not healthy. Second of all, it's not sustainable. And third of all, it's not gaining you net no. anything. Any diet I look at that comes out there, and really they're they're all just old diets and they just come back about every 10 years with a new brand, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, Atkins was Atkins back in the day and right. now it's something else, right. but okay. So anything that eliminates an entire food group out of it, I'm going, okay, this is not sustainable. Okay, right. we're not gonna eat any more carbs, but right. we can eat all the bacon we want. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, it's like there's somewhere in, no matter if you're doing it or not, something inside of you is going, this dog don't hunt. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let's say I'm 55 years old and I'm coming in and I've never worked out much before, okay? I've let a lot of weight get on me. I'm right. not in the top quality condition. So you're gonna do a little- We sit down with you first right. and talk about your goals. Right. We talk about our principles and we talk about your goals and get some information about from you about your lifestyle, your nutrition, 
your athletic experience, injuries, et cetera. Because we need to, if this is going to be personalized, we need to know about you. And we show you around and we schedule an evaluation. With our own evaluation, we take measurements and we do some simple tests to test your cardiovascular, your flexibility, your core strength. And we go through the seven moves with the barbell or whatever weight you can manage to see how you move, but also to see how your body reacts when you get tired. And then we can compile a workout for you to know where you start. I mean, do I get up in the morning and, and do I have some oatmeal or have you guys, you know, kind of lined out what my food goals should look like or not? We don't do set menus now unless we find clients are really struggling and we will do a, a few diet. sample diets right. for them. However, what we have you do is we follow what you're eating and from that make recommendations on how you can meet your goal. Because if I... If let's say you hate oatmeal, but I tell you, you only you can eat only oatmeal and right, egg whites, you you're yeah. not going to adhere to that. So we right. find other ways to get those calories and carbs, fats, and proteins into you that are so sustainable you're for, for you. certain macros, right? You're right. Saying, okay, macros, Wes, you we, need to go. We do food tracking, Wes. To be precise, it's very important. We stand behind food tracking. We're not going to write. There's different coaching services that they're based solely on calorie deficit. But here's where the personal factor is very important with us. Like Kate said, we want to make sure, let's say, let's say you said you're 50 years old, you have X amount of habits. We want to see for two weeks, we have a basic spreadsheet that we provide to you and you start tracking on a fitness app. We use the second largest fitness uh, tracking app in uh, America. We like it because its interface is, is best. I've used it for, me and Kate used it since 2013. We're big proponents on fit, fitness tracking. I've so done what do it. I do with that? So if I eat a burger or something, I plug you, it in? You plug it in. It, they have excellent scanners, most of them. They work like Google search engine or any kind of search engine. The most common foods that you eat pop up in a different font. Uh, you have favorites. You can slide for the same lunch if you're a habitual eater. Anyway, for the first two weeks, 10 days to two weeks, depending on the client's uh, compliance, we want 100% at least after that 80-20 is okay. We want to make sure you're putting everything, even if you try, most of the people are trying to be healthy already, right. put everything that you consume, every single thing. We require a, a food scale. It's a must. It's very important. It's kind of like learning a language. I, I, I right. kind of touched on that. People, you can be like, I eat well. If I I joke often, if I if I put a dollar in a jar for every time people tell me I eat well, I didn't help with that, I will have a Lambo sitting outside know, the gym. <laughs> I know, I know. But I don't. So uh, anyway, we want to see what people eat. And once we convert that into calories, we see also what their habits are. And that's when we figure out, okay, that guy doesn't eat breakfast. He just drinks coffee or his lunch is poor. And we see Common trends. I'm not going to name the common trends here. You know, when you when you come and join, we can talk about right. that or a client. But generally, and after that, we work with that and we're like, okay, this is what you've been doing. It's very important for us, for example, with girls to see if whether they've been overeating or undereating. A lot of women undereat. It's under just eat. as bad as overeating. It's very, very bad. Most of the clients, mostly yo-yo. Most of us, mostly yo-yo. Yo-yo dieting is we get on a kick, we go low. We go about a certain amount of time, whether it's whole 30, silver 90, whatever it is, two weeks of that. They're great starters, but most of the time we quit for one or another reason and lack of motivation, whatever it is. And then we go right back to normal. And that yo-yo actually is something that we really wanted to point out today is very, very dangerous. That's why we call it after, after. What happens is- It'll screw your metabolism up, right? There's a term, in short amount of time, it might not, but there's a term that's called fat mass defense. I don't want to get too nerdy about it, but generally- when 
we restrict calories a lot, we cannot really erase adipose tissue that fast, especially at a later age. So we're hormon hormonally not so blessed anymore. We shrink our muscles, our um, fat cells. Some of them die, but a lot of them don't. And when we reintroduce a caloric surplus, yo-yo dieting, after we quit for whatever reason, we go back to eat, filling our pie hole with whatever we can find, we all of a sudden create a lot more adipose tissue. And all of a sudden, our metabolically, we start defending the higher fat mass. And so we call that after, after. And people don't realize, and that's what we tell people all the time as we age, you have lifestyle, because people are like, oh, when I was 18, I could eat French fries and, and, and right. ketchup and I had a full on six pack. Guys, girls, name it. Lifestyle adds on, we get less and less active. We consume a little bit more. Women have kids. Men have jobs, stress, more sedentary lifestyle. You know, we drive a lot. We don't, we're not as active anymore. We have a problem in general in the world. The, the Western world's spilling over. I see that. I often say that it happens in Eastern Europe too. Every time I come home, right. I see people just adopting a lifestyle. It's, it's getting Americanized a little bit. It's, it's just, yeah, it's just the dark side of capitalism. There's plenty of good. There's plenty of bad. There's no free lunch. You know, economists here will tell you that. But that's what happens over time. And people catch themselves with that yo-yo effect of, for the lack of a better word, being fatter and fatter in terms of having higher adipose tissue and defending that metabolically. So all of a sudden, and running doesn't help. Cardio doesn't help. It only makes things worse because it throws a little bit of restriction at the time. And then after that is followed by some form of less activity or some form of surplus. We want to break that cycle. We want to change it. We don't want that absolute thing. We want people to kind of slowly start bringing their average trend down. When we talk about trend, that's what we like. When we measure, you you touched in the last top in the last uh, series that you had really good. For us, the scales are not the most important thing. That's we joke often. Unless it's a food scale. Yeah, unless yeah. it's a food scale. <laughs> the temporary representation of your gravitational yeah. <laughs> weight is not of our concern. I mean, you have so many factors nobody that can affect your weight. You but nobody else knows what you weigh. But we no. go by it's mirror, just all up here. Mirror, clothes, tape measure. Then the weight comes in and all of them, all of them are together into a trend, not just one thing. If it's a weight, uh, we take the weight over a certain period of time and that's when we make manipulation. So that's, that brings us back to the nutrition uh, service that we provide. Once those two weeks are over, we see where people are, let's say they're at a healthy set point, they're not eating too low, they're overeating, which is normal. We fix their macronutrient ratio. People that strength train need a higher amount of protein, all the evidence-based uh, information out there defends a high protein intake. People do not have any kidney issues. They don't have any problems with a high protein intake. It's needed when we strength train because it's the only tissue, is the only uh, ingredient that we need and to have muscle. to build to any, any, any tissue, skeletal organs, you know, skin without protein, energy, nutrients are fats and carbs. They only provide energy. Protein can do that in an excess, but it's very unlikely. The other good thing about protein is that it has the highest satiety index or it's going to keep you full. What if you're a vegan? It's it a makes it look, it's, talk, you know, it makes it a little bit more challenging. Very it is possible. Yes. There are good vegan protein um, sources. However, when you have, and they just did a study that showed that it doesn't necessarily just being vegan inhibit your muscle stimulation and muscle In growth. terms of strength training, and you right. want strength training to have a high lean muscle mass and not just look good, but have a high metabolic rate, be able to eat more calories. Vegans, uh, keto for that, for, for that matter, I've known a few people that are successful with it. It is not great when you want to work out because your energy is going to be down the drain. Right. And also you're going to have to be on f certain supplements for minerals and for certain amount of vitamins that are derived from meat. So we are omnivores. 
we are omnivores. So which means we can eat everything. We have canine. Again, whatever floats everybody's boat, but in terms of sustainability, you're going to find it hard to have a good, healthy energy and good, healthy physique if you are on some form of an absent right. micronutrient right. diet. Yeah. It's going to be difficult. So can you give me a couple other things that you see that Mark Twain once said? He said, it's not what I don't know that gets me in trouble. It's what I absolutely know is the truth that just ain't so that gets me in trouble every day. Now, one of them, Kate, is for you. I know women will be going, oh, we're not really into the resistance training because we don't want to be bulky or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But you guys probably have a couple of them that people are out there with this in their mind. And this is a myth that's keeping them from the magic. It's like, I'm really eating well, but really you need someone to look at how you're eating. Well, and also it requires honesty on your client's part. Because if your client isn't honest with themselves, then they're not going to get any results. So we can only go by what they give us. So if they're drinking a bottle of wine at night, and wine is, you know, perfectly fine to incorporate into your macros. However, but if you're surplusing and, you know, you say, I'm having a glass of wine and it's really, like I said, a a bottle, bottle, that's going to sabotage you. So we can't help you if you're not honest with yourself. Right. And the alcohol, we can touch on that really quick. The main reason, number one reason is still like that, according to all the data out there that leads to weight gain is because alcohol promotes poor nutritional choices. The alcohol itself, we still don't know. Of course, for a female that consumes, let's say on average, 12, 13, 15, 1600 calories, two servings, two glasses of wine are going to be, you know, you adding two, 300 calories over a period of, of seven days, five days. That's another thing that we tell people. They'll be like, oh, it's just hundred calories. All right. You know, again, economy speaking, you multiply them by seven, you multiply them by, by 12 after that right. for 12 months. And all of a sudden you, you tell them within six months, it's going to be X amount of surplus. And I start kind of like open and ears start to perk up because they're like, oh, wait a little bit. That's actually a lot. That's why we also like the food tracking because people are like, oh my God, most of the time we had no idea that we eat so much or we had no idea we have that many fats. So, Peanut butter and chocolate chips are a good example. The clueless. People the clueless. who will say, put, you know, they'll get a spoonful of peanut butter. I'm like, did you measure it? Right. Well, it's just about a tablespoon. I'm like, okay, next time you get your tablespoon of peanut peanut butter and measure it That's and then get in and look on the label and yeah, see how much a tablespoon, how many grams a tablespoon of peanut butter really is, and then figure out how much um, surplus you've been eating. So it takes a lot of honesty. But then they're going to say, but Kate, it's got protein in it. No, no, no. That's the newest trend that brings us on another topic, marketing. You know, you have organic foods, multi-billion dollar industry. Again, I'm not I'm against any of that, no conspiracy, but people, when they when they tell us, I eat organic or I eat, I eat from health food stores, it's more of like keeping up with the Joneses. Right. You can still get very, very, very overweight by eating healthy, let me tell you that, because your body doesn't know that you bought your chicken from a cage-free source. Your body sees, it's like a computer, not ones and zeros, but it sees zeros, ones and twos. These are carbs, proteins, and fats. But it breaks down things to macronutrients. Your body takes the meat, doesn't know from what source it is, and will break it down. Yes, over time, it will matter. The quality will matter. But quantity, it's always more important than quality. People always want to lean on quality just because it's fancy and it's more absolute. But quantity is what gets people in trouble. Right. You guys train people that are in their 60s. Correct. All range, all ranges. Thirties, forties. We have we have fourteen year old young teenagers right now. We have a good amount of them, and we have three, four, seven year old clients right now. So, Mm -hmm. and they're and they can do chin ups. You were telling me all the different accomplishments. So this the whole age thing is as a stumbling block. It's just 
another one of those myths that's keeping you from the magic. It's an excuse. It's, it's an excuse. excuse. You will carry a little bit more mileage on your skeletal system. That's all. Everybody does. Your spine's going to be a little drier, less in ovule fluid. You're gonna, your joints are going to, you're going to hurt regardless whether whether you've done something or not. Even if you sat on a desk or you slang the sledgehammer out for a living, your systems would work the same way. You just gathered more mileage in terms of lifestyle. But hormonal picture is the same, just a little bit lower. You will recover the same way. We just had a guy the other day that told me while I was sleeping, I didn't have any, any, I had a lot of poor sleep and I'm sleeping like a baby ever since I've been working out with you guys right. or just working out in general. We've had people in their fifties or forties that would come and tell us we're in the best shape of our lives. Yeah. Lives, that means better than 20. You said it yourself. Yeah. You got in better shape. When were you in your best shape? Oh my gosh. For me, getting into the whole fitness thing and everything was a complete lifestyle change. Okay. Right. So I made a complete lifestyle change back in, I quit drinking. And so when I quit drinking, I needed something. And that's when I met a dude that was a bodybuilder. It wasn't Levi. It was another guy. It was back in the day. And he was a bodybuilder. And he, I was so, you know, looking in the rearview mirror, I was, I'm so grateful because he showed me everything about form. Right. He showed me everything about, oh, okay, you only do this many sets. Oh, I can do more. It doesn't matter what you can do. This is what we do. He not only kept, you know, telling me how to do things right moving forward, he'd hold me back and say, okay, don't right. kill yourself here. Right. And he introduced me to some of the nutrition and all the different things like that as well. But for me, it was, it's been part of my recovery or my lifetime change. And- But he gave I, you the book. Such a blessing. It's like, it's freedom. And I know that it's hard to get started for people out there listening and everything like that, but golly, it's so worth it. And right. It is absolutely worth it. And I love when you plug in the word freedom because it's we say that all the time. By building the habit, and a lot of people leaning onto military stuff, same thing they're saying, make up your bed in the morning, you know, create that habit. You're right. feeling accomplished. There's basic psychological tools that work and but having will... good people on your side, Absolutely. you know, Absolutely. it's like a friend of mine told me once, he said, you can't rise above yourself by yourself. If you, if you're sitting in a car somewhere outside of Philadelphia, listen to this and you're going, you know what? I'm going to do that this year. Get somebody to help you. I Absolutely. think it's a form of self-respect, you know, for the end game too, as you age. I mean, it's, we've, this is the only vessel we have to get us through this life. Let's, yes. and if you take care of it, and I wish more people would realize that. You have benefits in any other aspect of you. Of you, you'll be better at your job, and I, I've been doing this for 18 years. So I'm not speaking from personal experience only. You know, I'm speaking through the people that have shared all that with us. You will be better disciplined. You'll be a better parent. You, it will just make you more robust, more resilient, and it will give you, like you said, a total freedom. You're not going to be leaning into temptation, or even if you do, you will know that when to stop or when to hold back, that all the intuitive part will come with time. Yes. And you will be able to average out a, a great physique. Nobody wants you to be 80% body fat all the time, but you will be good. And again, whatever floats everybody's boat, but for people out there, do not take muscle as, a, as something negative, strive for it, get in the gym, act like Wes says, start by doing something, don't even think about it, have a small goal, have a midterm goal, have something big in the long-term to pull you, to chug you forward. And again, surround yourself with good people or people that motivate you. And if you can, you know, hire someone like us that will care and will ultimately want your, your, your fitness success. That's what we like to say. There will be nobody that will care more about your health 
than a fitness professional. And that's what we tell our people. Well, they represent us as they walk around yeah, and as they live yes. their lives. So that's important to me. And you got some good people representing you, okay? Yeah. They're friends of mine. They come into, like I say, the restaurants, to all the events. They have a good time. Right. They are living a full life. Right. It's the first of January, yes. okay? So needless to say, it's New Year's resolution time. So... Anything else you want to add to peeps? Don't wait till January 1st. Just start whenever you feel like it's the time. Even if you don't, fight or flight is okay. You you want to be uncomfortable. Embrace your journey and uh, try to listen and dilute <laughs> what you can. Because there's a lot of misinformation out there. There is we, a lot. Yeah, so uh, be careful. Don't throw into anything that seems too good to be true. It's probably, it's probably too good to be true. Mm -hmm. uh, and work hard. And thank you guys for inviting us. We hope uh, we were able to help. And uh, we like what you got going on. We like that you were into fitness uh, all these years. And uh, uh, we truly enjoyed it. We're happy to be here. You know, one thing um, you guys said in here, and I guess I'll finish up with this, but... It's just how amazing the human body can be. No matter how bad we've let it get out of shape, if we start doing the right things, it's never too late. And you know, if we do the possible, the body does the impossible. Absolutely. And all you need to do is start moving in that direction. And you don't have to eat the elephant all in one bite. Well, it's always such a cliche thing to say, but you really don't know who you might influence. So, and who you might inspire. And um, that is a motivator sometimes. It's the fountain of youth. So whoever doesn't consider it, they should. <laughs> yeah, and I tell you what, I need the fountain of youth, okay? You know, anyway, thanks guys for coming in today. I appreciate it, and uh, I'll be getting up with you guys at the first of the year. Well, it's already the first of the year, so anyway, looking forward to um, you guys continuing your job and your passion, and it really has, is a blessing to the Outer Banks. Thank you guys. Thank you. So there you have it, two true fitness professionals down here on the Outer Banks. Thanks, Kate. Thanks, Mario. And if you're getting ready to start your new uh, fitness regimen or you're continuing yours, enjoy the journey. Till next time, this is Chef West Depp, Outer Banks Raw, Duck, North Carolina. Hit like or subscribe. We'll catch you later.